This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. I'm Dave Dildine, WTOP Traffic. Let's get our forecast from Steve Moving through the remainder of the evening as winds continue to ease. Temperatures fall through the 40s, eventually the 30s. We'll see mid-20s to lower 30s by early tomorrow morning. Partly cloudy on Wednesday, mid-40s to around 50 degrees. Stray showers late tomorrow night. I'm 7 News Meteorologist Steve Rudin in the First Alert Weather Center. Right now we have clear sky, 38 in Tyson's. In Waldorf, though, we're down to 36 degrees. That's 659. This is WTOP News. WTOP-FM Washington, WWWTFM Anassas, WTLP-FM Braddock Heights, Frederick. You're listening to WTOP, Washington's news, traffic, and weather station. WTOP News. Facts matter. Good evening. I'm Ann Kramer. And I'm Sean Anderson. Coming up, the D.C. Council takes a first step to sue the mayor over food benefits for the needy. I'm Dick Iuliano. The latest on the potential move of the Caps and Wizards to Potomac Yard in Alexandria. A local leader says Virginia taxpayers won't be funding a Potomac Yard arena. So who will? I'm Scott Gelman. Two activists were trying to keep Donald Trump off the Virginia primary ballot. Have they succeeded? There are still efforts to stop the massive data center in our region. WTOP at 7 o'clock. Harvard's president quits. Her tenure has been one of the shortest... Hamas leader in Beirut killed in a suspected Israeli airstrike. Israel has said that it would target and kill the leaders of Hamas wherever they are. Deadly airport runway collision in Tokyo. The incident has shaken Japan. This is the CBS World News Roundup Late Edition. I'm Jennifer Kuyper. Harvard President Claudine Gay has resigned after coming under fire for last month's comments about anti-Semitism on campus during questioning by New York Republican Congresswoman Elise Stefanik. So the answer is yes, that calling for the genocide of Jews violates Harvard Code of Conduct, correct? Again, it depends on the context. It does not depend on the context. The answer is yes, and this is why you should resign. CBS's Nicole Killian. This message to members of the Harvard community came as Claudine Gay was under intense scrutiny, not only for her congressional testimony last month over the issue of anti-Semitism on college campuses, but also there were a number of plagiarism claims that had come to light. Senior U.S. officials tell CBS News that Customs and Border Protection will resume commercial and legal travel at official crossings along the U.S.-Mexico border that were partially or fully closed recently due to record levels of migrant crossings. A development in Lebanon after a blast in Beirut kills a Hamas leader, CBS's Ian Lee. An explosion rocks southern Beirut Tuesday evening, killing seven Hamas militants, including a top commander and founder of the group's military wing, Saleh el a man wanted by the Israelis and Americans. The U.S. government had a nearly $5 million bounty on his head. Since Hamas's brutal attack on October 7th, Israel has been engaged on multiple fronts, from Lebanon to Yemen. Iranian-backed Houthi rebels fire missiles and drones toward 
Israel and are attacking commercial ships by sea and air. Former President Trump appeals the main decision barring him from the primary ballot over the January 6th attack. An appeal of the Colorado ballot ban is also expected. A fiery crash as a Japan Airlines passenger plane collides with a Japanese Coast Guard aircraft at Tokyo's Haneda Airport. CBS's Lucy Kraft in Japan. Scenes of the burning Airbus A350 were captured on stationary cameras and relayed to millions of shocked viewers around the country. Relief that all passengers and crews safely escaped as the aircraft rapidly rapidly disintegrated, was tempered by sadness over the deaths of five Coast Guard crew. The death toll is at least 55 in western Japan after yesterday's major earthquake. Now this. Staples stores provide innovative products and services for small business, remote workers and learners, even teachers and parents. Explore more at your local Staples store. It's 7.03, Tuesday evening, January 2nd, 2024, and we have 37 degrees. Good evening, I'm Michael Toscano. The top local stories we're following this hour. A lawsuit is brewing in D.C. between the city council and Mayor Muriel Bowser over her decision to withhold a SNAP benefit increase. The story now from WTOP's Dick Uliano. D.C. Council Chairman Phil Mendelson is proposing authorizing the city's lawyer to sue Mayor Muriel Bowser if she doesn't follow through on a 10% increase in SNAP benefits, the Supplemental Nutritional Assistance Program, formerly food stamps. The council ordered the increase in the new year, but Mayor Bowser has questioned the additional spending. This is a separation of powers issue in the It's important that we protect our appropriation authority. The council chairman is set to meet Monday with the mayor on the increased benefits a day before the council is scheduled to vote on Mendelssohn's resolution authorizing the lawsuit. Dick Iuliano, WTOP News. Who will be paying for a possible new Caps and Wizards arena in Potomac Yard in Alexandria? Not Virginia's taxpayers, at least according to Alexandria's mayor. That story now from WTOP's Scott Gelman. The arena is being uh, financed initially up front by Monumental. Alexandria Mayor Justin Wilson says the rest will be paid for using money generated from other parts of the proposed Potomac Yard complex. This is sales tax. These are uh, admissions tax that is paid on uh, on events. So these are these are taxes that are generated at the site. The project is expected to cost $2 billion, but only 5% of that will come from the city, according to a recent Alexandria newsletter. This is a model that we use to build the metro station, in fact. So the metro station at Potomac Yard that just opened in May. The General Assembly and Alexandria City Council have to act before the project moves forward. Wilson says how it'll be paid for is top of mind for residents. Certainly concerns and questions around the finance of this. Help me understand the finances. Scott Gelman, WTOP News. Meanwhile, the D.C. Council is making moves to provide more money for a renovation of Nats Park. D.C. Council Chair Phil Mendelson has introduced legislation to create a ballpark maintenance fund. The measure comes after the mayor and the Nationals reached a deal last fall that provides millions to repair the 15-year-old ballpark. Money for the fund would come from ballpark sales tax revenue and rent paid from the lease of the ballpark. Other parts of the bill would require Events D.C., which runs Nats Park, to turn in an annual spending report to the mayor and the council. Campaign 24 on WTOP. A federal judge has thrown out a lawsuit that tried to ban former President Donald Trump from Virginia's presidential primary and general election ballots this year. 
The suit argued that Mr. Trump should be excluded after his efforts to overturn the results of the 2020 election. But U.S. District Judge Leone Brinkerman ruled a pair of activists who filed the suit lacked legal standing to challenge Donald Trump's eligibility for office. The judge says the activists totally failed to show Mr. Trump's presence on Virginia's ballot would cause them specific harm. The ruling shows there won't be any late-breaking developments regarding the former president's eligibility as a primary candidate in Virginia, where early voting for the state's March 5 primaries is set to start in a little more than two weeks. It's 7.06. Prince William County residents upset over a recently approved massive data center campus have filed a lawsuit against the Board of County Supervisors, hoping to stop it from moving ahead. The residents have formed a nonprofit called the Defend Devlin Corporation. Their suit wants to stop other uh, nine data centers from going up in Bristol, claiming the plan was approved without considering community reactions and other factors required by Virginia and county laws. They also claim that a company behind the data center, Stanley Martin Homes, was treated differently than previous applicants and that the county broke rules to push their request through. The Dublin Technology Park data center campus would allow for nine data centers and three substations to be built on 269 acres. While the ground was rumbling in Maryland early today, parts of Montgomery County experienced a small earthquake before one this morning, maybe rattling some people out of their beds. WTOP's Luke Lukert explores what might have caused it. The epicenter of the 2.3 magnitude earthquake was two miles west of Rockville. Small, according to geologist Rebecca Cavage-Adams with the Maryland Geological Survey. We in Maryland are not sitting on a plate boundary. Unlike California or Japan, though the earthquake's exact cause can't be known, it's likely pent-up stress on dormant faults caused by activity from the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. Every now and then, enough stress accumulates that they actually do create small earthquakes. And while it was small, our area sits on massive bedrock. Because we're on this mass of hard bedrock, that motion gets transmitted for a much longer distance. Luke Luger, WTOP News. Coming up after traffic and weather, just how much value has Twitter lost since Elon Musk turned it into X? It's 708. Michael and Sons heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Son. Traffic and weather on the 8th. Let's go to Bob Imler in the WTOP Traffic Center. At the Woodrow Wilson Bridge, there is police activity on the inner loop side in the through lanes. All lanes are blocked. I believe they're closing the local the local lanes is where it all occurred. Those are blocked and they're closing the through lanes as well. I believe they're going to be closing the outer loop of the beltway as well, both the through lanes and the local lanes and diverting traffic onto Route 1. So I believe they're in the process of doing that right now with all traffic then being stopped at the Woodrow Wilson Bridge on the beltway in both directions. So be alert coming toward the Wilson Bridge and prepare to stop because all traffic will be doing just that. On the Baltimore-Washington Parkway northbound near the Beltway, there was a crash and another one near BWY Marshall Airport just before 195. That one is causing quite a delay. And there's supposed to be a crash on 270 northbound near Montgomery Village along the right side. 70 westbound after the South Mountain Rest Area still has the crash and getting by in two lanes to the right. And traffic on 66 westbound has been quite slow. Uh, had a crash after 29 Centerville. There have been several there today. And in Springfield on 95 southbound, uh, we have a crash along the left side just before you get to 644. Once you get beyond that, the pace is pretty good. But once again, uh, Woodrow Wilson Bridge, all lanes stop now on the inner loop. And I believe they're stopping traffic now on the outer loop as well with police activity on the Woodrow Wilson Bridge. 
WTOP Traffic Center is furnished by Regency Furniture. Shop Regency's dining room, living room, and bedroom sets, plus brand name mattresses in store and online at regencyfurniture.com. Bob Inler, WTOP Traffic. All right, let's hear now from... 7 News First Alert Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson. This evening temperatures falling fast under the clear skies and with lighter winds from the 40s into the 30s and 20s most neighborhoods by early Wednesday morning. Expect the warmest day out of the week tomorrow near 50 degrees with partly sunny skies thanks to our wind out of the southwest. Now there is a chance Wednesday night early Thursday morning of a stray passing rain shower but right now we've got just colder air moving in for the end of the week and this upcoming weekend watching the potential for a winter storm system where some areas could have a wintry mix. Others may have some accumulating snow. 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. 37 degrees at DuPont Circle, 35 in Germantown. We have 39 degrees in Annandale, brought to you by Long Fence. Save 25% on decks, pavers, and fences. Six months, no payment, no interest. Conditions apply. Go to longfence.com. Money news at 10 and 40 past the hour. Here's Jeff Claybaugh. Fidelity has cut the value of its stake in X again, now implying the former Twitter is worth less than a third of what Elon Musk paid. Smile Direct Club has gone out of business permanently. The tooth alignment company filed for bankruptcy last year. The Wall Street Journal says 25% of U.S. households have canceled at least three streaming services, although ad-based services are gaining. The Dow gained 26 points in the first day of trading in the new year, but the Nasdaq lost 245. Jeff Claybaugh, WTOP News. Money News brought to you by Whole Foods Market. Save on salmon at Whole Foods Market. Sustainable, wild-caught, tropical, marinated, and plain sockeye salmon fillets are 25% off with Prime through March 28. While supplies last, shop in-store or online. Terms apply. Coming up on WTOP later this half hour, we may be hitting the triple whammy in our area with high COVID, flu, and RSV rates. We're following whether a few mask mandates may return. Stay with us. It's 712. Bring the power of local banking right to your fingertips. FVC Bank is a local community bank serving businesses throughout the DMV. Switch to FVC Bank. Enjoy safe, secure, and convenient online access to your checking and savings accounts. Enjoy the option of online bill pay and e-statements. Isn't it time you experience hassle-free banking? Visit FVCBank.com. That's FVCBank.com. Member FDIC. I'm John Morgan of Morgan & Morgan. If you've been injured in a car accident, call America's largest injury law firm. For over 35 years, my mission has been to deliver more for our clients, to deliver more for you. If you or anyone in your family has been injured in a car accident, call us now as the time to file a claim may be limited. Last year, more clients hired Morgan & Morgan than ever before, protecting America. Fighting for you, Morgan & Morgan. Visit ForThePeople.com for an office near you. Coming up, we're going to talk with Politico's John Hendel about the coming expiration of federal help for millions of households to pay their Internet bills. More news in 60 seconds. Do you want more online safety and privacy? I know I do. That's why I started using NordVPN. It guards me against various Internet threats. Digital trackers, malicious websites, and malware-infected downloads? Back off. I choose to browse with more confidence. I choose NordVPN. To avoid digital threats, turn on NordVPN. 
It's trusted by millions of users. Just visit NordVPN.com. One of the fastest VPNs on Earth will block web trackers, malicious websites, and malware-ridden downloads. It will also encrypt your Internet traffic while maintaining a smooth connection. So improve your digital privacy and protection against hackers with one simple click. Get the special deal at NordVPN.com and enjoy safer Internet daily. NordVPN. Cybersecurity built for every day. This is the story of the man who didn't know. I didn't know. He didn't check in with WTOP, so he didn't hear the latest. Oh, I didn't know. He didn't think that things could change that quickly. The news, the weather, the traffic. So he didn't do anything. I didn't know. He could check in with WTOP two, three, four times a day. Then he would know. WTOP News. Facts matter. You're listening to WTOP News. It's 7.15. I'm Michael Toscano. Thanks for being uh, with us. 22 million people would likely not have access to the Internet if not for government assistance through something called the Affordable Connectivity Program. But now it's in danger of expiring. Joining us live is John Hendel, who is a tech reporter with our friends over at Politico. Thanks for joining us at WTOP, John. Hello. Hello, I'm here. Okay, uh, John, tell us, what's the uh, deal with this program possibly going away? How could that happen? Yeah, this this is an interesting program. The uh, Affordable Connectivity Program, it's only been around for about three years. And when Congress created this, you know, initially in the pandemic and then funding it through the infrastructure law, they didn't set up a long-term funding mechanism. So it's helping over 22 million low-income households pay their internet bills. But by April, that funding is going away. You know, Congress has never figured out where the money was going to come from after setting this up, getting the enrollment going. And so that's created this funding cliff that is seeming sooner and sooner, especially now that we're in 2024. So is this caught up in partisan battles now? It is. And I think a part of that goes to you know what you were saying right at the outset of what does it really mean if this funding goes away? You know, 22 million plus households you know, have access to this subsidy right now. But, you know, a lot of Republicans want more data about how much it's really helping them. You know, if this goes away, you know, are there some households that might be able to cobble together money to pay for the Internet anyway? You know, what does that look like? You know, and are there enough you know, safeguards for this program, too, given it's a newer one? That's part of the partisan battle we're seeing right now. You know, Democrats really saying this has been a big success. They want it to continue. And Republicans a little more divided where you're seeing some supportive, but some saying, we just need more data about how this program's working and to see whether it's really helping or not. Just quickly, do you know if this thing is going to go away? Do you have any feel for that now? I think there's increasing anxiety about this at this point. I mean, there's not much time to find funding between now and April. Uh, you know, Congress has been struggling to even do basic things like keep the government open in recent months. And there just hasn't been that much negotiation between Democratic and Republican lawmakers, you know, talking to Democrats, you know, a few months ago, they had hoped to have at least some appropriations for this program to keep it going, you know, by the end of 2023, to give at least some assurance of that. That didn't happen. And so I think there's there's a greater degree of nervousness right now. I mean, it's not a certain thing that it's going to go away. I think there's still a chance that Congress could act. But, you know, if it doesn't, you know, the, the Internet service providers and others who are involved, they're going to have to start moving to unwind it sooner rather than later, notifying customers, letting them uh, prepare if they do have to stop doing this, stopping enrollment efforts. All that's going to be coming soon. Yeah, and where do those people turn for help? 
I think a lot of people, you know, they're either going to have to, you know, try to just calculate how much money they do have and see if they can, you know, pay for the internet one way or another. Maybe there's other resources that could help, but a lot of them, you know, I, I interviewed some who participated in this program. A lot may not be able to, you know, keep uh, an internet subscription going at that point. I mean, that may be something that, you know, a good share of households, and we don't know exactly how many, but a good share will just have to drop. And that could be something that comes with major, major consequences for a lot of a lot of people who are just trying to, you know, be connected, you know, use that for either right. schoolwork, other work. I mean, all of that's been uh, deeply important in recent years. So I think that's an open question right now about just how bad that'll be. But uh, it's it's uh, it's a clock ticking very, very much uh, eminently. All right, John, keep in touch with us uh, on this. John Hendel, tech reporter at Politico. Thanks so much. Thank you. A quick look now at the top stories we're working on at WTOP. Former President Trump has appealed that decision in Maine that bars him from the ballot. An appeal in Colorado is also expected soon. Harvard President Claudine Gay stepping down today after a fresh round of plagiarism accusations and backlash over her response to anti-Semitism on the Ivy League campus. Could we get our first winter storm of the season this weekend? Keep it here for full details on these stories in the minutes ahead. Traffic and weather together on the 8th. Let's go to Bob Imler in the WTOP Traffic Center. There is police activity at the Woodrow-Wilson Bridge. All traffic on the inner loop has been stopped in the local lanes and the through lanes. Now, we understand they may have the suspect, but for now, traffic is not getting by on the inner loop of the Beltway crossing into Virginia, either in the local lanes or the through lanes. On the outer loop of the Beltway, they have traffic stopped in the through lanes near Telegraph Road. I believe they have the local lanes now stopped as well near Route 1. So nobody's really getting by at the moment at the Woodrow-Wilson Bridge. But this thing should be winding down here fairly shortly, as we do understand they do have uh, the subject that they are looking for in custody now. On 66 westbound in Centerville, there has been a crash along the right side after Route 29. 95 southbound in Springfield before 644, crash along the left side. And in Maryland on 270 northbound, uh, crash there as well. That is reported to be along the right side of the roadway. In fact, I believe they got it out of the roadway and they got the one in Springfield onto the left shoulder now. Baltimore-Washington Parkway, things are winding down there. I believe they got that one to the right shoulder. And Baltimore-Washington Parkway, uh, northbound, getting to a point before BWI Marshall Airport, heavy and slow from Route 100, still with a the crash there. Traffic getting by very slowly under police direction. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save nearly $750 on average. Call or click today. Find out if they could save you hundreds on your car insurance. Bob Inley, WTLP Traffic. Thank you so much, Bob. Let's hear now from 7 News First Alert Chief Meteorologist. Veronica Johnson. This evening, clear and cold. In fact, our temperature is really dropping through the 30s. We'll be in the 20s by early tomorrow morning. So coat, gloves, had all of it to bundle up. And then near 50 degrees with partly sunny skies. Warmest day out of the week, in fact. Could have a stray shower Wednesday night, Thursday morning. Otherwise, quiet as we end the week. The weekend, though, looking at a coastal storm system that may form, giving parts of the area some accumulating snow, others a wintry mix, or just plain old rain. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. 37 in DuPont Circle, 35 degrees in Germantown, 38 degrees in Annandale. Brought to you by Len the Plumber Heating and Air. Trusted same-day service, seven days a week. Coming up on WTOP, with all those viruses hitting our region, are we heading for new mask mandates? It's 722. Hi, I'm Rachel. 
and I have a serious heart condition called hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, or HCM. Some symptoms include being short of breath, feeling tired, or having dizziness or chest pain. I still had symptoms on my beta blocker, so I asked my cardiologist about any treatment advances. It was a breakthrough for me. That's why I'm working with Bristol-Myers Squibb to raise awareness about HCM and to help others like me. Talk to your cardiologist today and visit hcmrealtalk.com for more information. Sponsored by Bristol-Myers Squibb. Gain the credentials and specialized skills that many of today's top employers are seeking with a degree from University of Maryland Global Campus. Our MBA and most graduate cybersecurity courses start January 10th. Apply now and save with no application fee. An accredited state university, UMGC offers online and hybrid classes, along with the affordability you need to put your next success within reach. Learn more at umgc.edu. Certified to operate by CHEV. With just one touch, you can listen live to WTOP on Apple CarPlay or Android Auto. Download the WTOP app and choose it in your car's display so you never miss the stories you want to know, the local news you need to know, or the traffic you want to avoid. WTOP News. Facts matter on Apple CarPlay or Android Auto. Brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union, where members are the mission. Visit NavyFederal.org. Insured by NCUA. You're listening to WTOP News. 723, and right now it seems like almost everybody in this region is coming down with something, whether it's the flu, RSV, or the latest COVID-19 variant. According to the CDC, D.C. and Maryland are in the high range. Virginia is in the very high range for all three viruses. So can mask mandates be coming? Yeah, it looks like influenza is increasing at the fastest rate among the respiratory viruses that are out there right now. However, the COVID variant JN1 has been pushing the numbers upwards, too, says Dr. Andrew Pekosh, a virologist with the Johns Hopkins University Bloomberg School of Public Health. And he would not be surprised to see mask mandates return in some settings. You know, hospitals, nursing home facilities, they have a really high density of people who are susceptible to very severe outcomes with respiratory infections. His advice, get vaccinated. It's not too late. Stay home if you are sick and get tested so that you can get treatment with antivirals if appropriate. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. Well, have you ever gotten a speeding ticket from Virginia in the mail? Well, you were probably caught by a speeding camera in a school or construction zone. Now there's a push to expand that automated enforcement. Right now, speed cameras here in Virginia are only allowed in school zones or construction zones. But a new bill in Richmond would let local governments install them wherever they're deemed necessary. Speed cameras often raise questions about whether they're being used as a moneymaker and not being used equitably. The bill's being introduced by Delegate-elect Mike Jones of Richmond. He says the number of traffic deaths keeps going up in Virginia, especially in black and brown neighborhoods. If the current bill passes, it'd be a $100 fine, but no points against a license or insurance. In Loudoun County, Neil Loggenstein, WTOP News. Sports at 25 and 55. Here's Rob Woodfork. All right, Maryland and Purdue well underway in College Park. And Dave Preston is live at Xfinity Center. He's got the details. 
And we have 9.07 to play in the first half. The Terrapins trail 19-9. Rob, they've been down by as many as 12. Offense hitting speed bumps early and often shooting 3 of 15 with four turnovers. Jordan Geronimo has a team-high four points for the Terps. On the other end of the floor, they've had issues trying to contain Boilermaker big man Zach.